guys, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining your hosts, Tierra and Jack, what is now episode number 44 of our Road to 2021 series. Before we get stuck into Tierra's week and her show day, we wanted to remind you that if you do enjoy these episodes, please remember to repost them onto your social media stories and tag myself, tag Tierra, tag TBD. And let's get stuck into this episode. So Tierra, you can kickstart this off. What have you got to say about your show day? Oh my goodness. Well, not just show day, but man, the past week, it was a very exciting week, very eventful week. It was a long week. It goes without saying that it was a really freaking tough week. Like there was a lot that happened this past week for sure, but essentially it was my second peak week going into my second show of the season. So the IFBB Nationals, which I competed in two days ago on the 6th of March. And today we are recording this on Monday, the 8th of March. So yeah, wrapped up another peak week and another show. And that was the final IFBB show for the season. And that was the final IFBB show I'll be competing in for the next two and a half years. Wow. And if you had to pick three things that were different about your peak week and the show day itself, like it could be good and bad. It doesn't have to be your peak week protocol, but just three, three different things. Three. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like there was a heck of a lot more things that were different about this past week compared to the prior peak week than three. But boy, I think that one that was different about the show day for sure is that it was the national titles rather than just the state show. So the competition was absolutely next level, but it was just so freaking incredible seeing all of those phenomenal athletes Mm. and actually being able to watch the show Of course, seeing people actually granted their pro cards. Mm, It's a very cool moment for, especially an IFBB pro card. Oh yeah, it's such an achievement, right? Because those people, honestly, those athletes are working toward that for years on end, really battling it out and doing show after show after show, sometimes getting second place multiple times in a row before they're finally granted a pro card. And it's really tough to get a pro card here in Australia. Mm, It is, yeah, because they... They don't have many options compared to the the US and I feel like UK is the most similar to us because they they might only have a few shows. I guess they, the good thing about the UK is that they have all of Europe that they can duck to for the weekend mm-hmm. or stuff like that whereas we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah exactly with the IFBB like they usually only have two pro qualifiers per year and they only give out one pro card to the winner of the open class. Mm. So it's incredibly competitive. It's insane compared to the US where they have the NPC, obviously, they've got 50 states in the US. There's like shows going on every single weekend and they're always handing out pro cards, kind of like handing out pro cards like candy. That's the thing though, like the standard here in Australia is so freaking high. Mm. So if someone wins their pro card, boy, they are worthy. They are really a professional. Yeah. I know we have a lot of US listeners, so mm-hmm. we will, yeah, we'll, uh, we're not uh, bashing the US by any no, means. No, by no means. I've always said that per capita, Australia has like one of the best like physique populations mm-hmm. in terms of bikini or bodybuilding or any sort of physique class, just because we're such a small population. So per capita, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, you have to think about the Australian population. We've got like what between 25 to 30 million people in the country yeah. compared to the US. They must be closing in on like 400 million. 
Yeah, 350, 400. Crazy. Off the top of my head. Obviously, you guys got a lot more people walking around. <laughs> yeah. And you've got a lot more show opportunities and a lot more pro cards being granted. But anyway, yeah, the show was insane. And just a massive congratulations to Jess Johnson, who won her IFBB bikini pro card. And she actually went on to compete in the pro show that night. And she placed third, which is just absolutely wild but i love her physique so much she's just she's got it all you know mm. she's got the proportion the symmetry the muscularity the posing the finesse she's beautiful she's just you know she's now a professional ifbb bikini pro <laughs> yeah she definitely deserved it but let's get on to something i find more interesting which is you we need to get back to you <laughs> I don't know about that. I think the Bikini Pro Show <laughs> this past weekend was incredible. But anyway, guys, yeah, the past week, like I said, it was very eventful. It was very exciting, but it was also incredibly tough. It was by far my hardest week of prep so far. And touch wood, hopefully it was the hardest week that I will have to go through this mm. prep because I just really knuckled down. I really pushed. I really pushed my limits and pretty much just knowing that it was the last IFBB show that I was going to be competing in. It's the last show that I was going to be competing in before I enter into a week-long diet break, have a five-week break before the next show. So why not push just a little bit harder and see what I'm truly made of and, you know, really bring my best, which definitely to this past weekend show, I definitely did bring a much better package compared to two weeks prior. Mm, 100%. And give the listeners a bit more of a breakdown or a quick breakdown as to what you did differently. Yeah, so this past week, I pushed harder with my macros. So like I mentioned last week's podcast, I kept my low carbohydrate days at 150 grams of carbs, 30 grams of fat, and 160 grams of protein. And rather than doing my two normal high carb days before the show, essentially I just pushed on until actually doing a high carb day of the show because we were monitoring my physique throughout the entire week, taking plenty of progress photos. And honestly, with the way that my body was looking right now, I wasn't looking like insanely flat by any means. And I really just would, my best look that I could bring this past weekend was actually just not doing a carb up, pretty much just eating a little bit more, drinking a little bit more, having a little bit more fluid and salt on the day rather than doing a carb up prior. Mm. Which is interesting because obviously that's a very different protocol than I ran last year when I did like two to three high carbohydrate days at 325 grams of carbs prior to stepping on stage just so I could fill out and look a little bit bigger and look like I really had something on me. But based off our progress photos that we were taking, that just wasn't necessary this time. So pretty much I just took a more conservative approach pushed hard, went on those low carbohydrate days up until the show day, and then ate a little bit more food, had drink a little bit more water, had a little bit more sodium on the day of show and stepped on stage. And it worked out a lot better than it did the two weeks prior. So I was really happy, but it does go without saying that this past week pushing at those 150 grams of carbs was freaking tough. Like mm. I know that just when my body is consuming around that 1,500 calorie mark every single day, expending the same amount of energy that I expend, like I train really freaking hard and you know, steps are anywhere between 15 to 20,000 steps every single day. How did Boy. you find the morning sessions? Yeah, the mornings, they were good. 
it, like I definitely really enjoyed my training, but there's no doubt that I was feeling hypoglycemic at some mm. points and just a little bit dizzy, very hungry, very food focused, just absolutely exhausted. Mm. Like this past week, it was tough, but I, I really pushed through. I just mm. pushed through. And well, it's, it's good to have you there in the mornings. Yeah, I love it. I love being there with you. And especially now that I'm on a diet break training in the morning, it's feeling a hell of a lot better. But no, it's training in the morning is awesome. But I think this past week in general, whether I would be training in the morning or training in the afternoon, it still would have been pretty tough. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah, but this past week, you know, again, got good results. I My weight definitely dropped. The week before, I ended up at 59.2 and then weight dropped down to 58.8, which was pretty wild this past week, actually entering to the 58s. But again, with weight loss, you feel it. And I really felt being in the 58 kilograms this past week. So it was successful. But again, I know when my body's just, when I'm consuming around 1,500 calories, things just move. Things just move really quickly, but it is very aggressive for me. And certainly I feel it, but sucked up, took the hit. My sleep definitely took a hit. I think that's what was one of the hardest things this past week is that, boy, just Despite like really trying to optimize my sleep hygiene and just everything that we do, I was just waking up at like 3 a.m. or 3.30 a.m. for days on end and I couldn't get back to bed. And just waking up literally before the crack of dawn, it's really rough. Yeah, I, uh, I had that one week before my diet break as well, which I woke up at 3 a.m. as well. And Hopefully that's the last time. Oh, I hope so. Because it's just weird what you condition yourself to in prep. You wake up at 3 a.m. and you're like, God, could it at least be 4 a.m.? <laughs> you know? But like when we're in the improvement season, you and I are usually waking up around like 6.30 in the morning. If we woke up at 3 a.m. a few months ago, oh my goodness me, yeah. what on earth? But now it's almost like I just got used to it. I'm like, oh, okay. Like at least it's 3.30 this morning, not three like it was yesterday. That was rough. Like mm. we're going to bed at like 8.30 at night. So I'm still, I wasn't quite getting that seven hours of sleep, but like probably around six, six and a half, but still like that really takes a toll on you. So that mm. was, that was really rough. Uh, but luckily that's not happening anymore. Last night I slept through the entire night. I didn't even wake up to pee. It was an absolute dream. Slept for eight and a half hours straight and woke up at like 5.45 this morning. <laughs> oh, what a dream. But yeah, definitely last week was really rough, but I pushed through and hopefully that was the hardest week of prep by far. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular content on our Instagram and YouTube channel. You can find those platforms by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see how you respond to this diet break upon exiting because I've got a few things to say about my, since it's been a couple of weeks since my diet break, I've got a few things to say myself mm -hmm. about the, the longer term results. Yeah, well, you know, today's the second day and I'm already feeling more like a human being, thank goodness, so. Mm. Sleep and carbs. Ah, uh, sleep and carbohydrates, man, what a combo. So I'm really just looking forward to this next week, obviously, of having a diet break, having better quality sleep, training really hard, just really getting my energy levels back before we push on for these next four weeks. Because yeah, today it is the eighth 
of March 2021 and our first shows are in just under five weeks from now. So we'll be competing on the 10th and 11th of April. So just under five weeks, right? Just over a month to go. So pretty much the plan from here is to take a diet break for this next week. I'm gonna conclude the diet break on Saturday. So in a few days from now, and my macros for this diet break are just gonna be the same as my normal high carb day. So 325 grams of carbs, 35 grams of fat, and 160 grams of protein. And honestly, I'm estimating that my weight's just gonna probably stay around the same. It's gonna stay like high 58s, maybe low 59s, just from a little bit of extra glycogen. But I'm already just feeling so much just more energetic today. Like mm. I'm feeling so much more like myself and I, yeah. I love it so much. I love being Tierra again. Yeah, I, I think it, this brings us onto a neat topic, which is diet breaks themselves because we are calling them diet breaks. And I think when, when we say that, a lot of people instinctively think, especially the more potentially people who are more clued in with the current evidence, like they think Jackson Pios diet break studies, or they think about other diet break results, the more like randomized control studies and all that kind of stuff. And which basically show that there is not much clinical evidence to, to support diet breaks and their efficacy for like increasing metabolic rate or stuff like that. So we don't really do them for that reason. Mm -mm. Like we acknowledge that there's not a lot of evidence to support that. The, the increase in metabolism, you're not going to get a boost in testosterone from your diet break. But what do you guys expect us to do? Just like, diet forever. <laughs> diet until you die, bruh. Yeah. And I'm sure this is like 99% of people are with us, but we do, there are a few people who are like not even negatively questioning us, just saying, oh, why aren't you doing, why, why are you doing a diet break? But Tierra's just said that she's come off the toughest week of prep and her next show is still quite a few weeks away. So is she going to match that intensity of the toughest week of prep or what, what is she going to do? Like <laughs> no, she gonna... needs to break it up somehow. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to give myself a little break. And I don't, I think no one can deny the fact that diet breaks certainly make you feel mm. a hell of a lot better. Again, you There's can't There's no just... questioning the psychological benefit, yeah. at least for us. Jeez Louise. And just because something's not supported in some sort of clinical study doesn't mean that you can just dismiss it altogether mm. because... And that's uh, coming from us. Yeah. Well, hell, what actually inspires all of these randomized controls trials? It's yeah. anecdotal evidence. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So... Guys, and again, I'm not like in the middle of a six week mini cut, all right? I've been dieting since the 28th of September, 2020. That was five and a half months ago. And I still have two months left to go until our final show of the season, which will be the ICN Nationals down in New South Wales. So yeah, I'm giving myself a little break this week to recover, feel better, not wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning. If that's enough to just get better quality sleep, which is majorly going to help with my muscular retention and my ability to manage my hunger hormones because I'm not sleep deprived and ghrelin's not through the roof and I have way more energy and I'm able to train harder and perhaps that actually leads to me burning a few more calories throughout the day, boy, I'm gonna take that. So absolutely, for this week, I'm bringing myself back up to predicted maintenance calories so that I can feel a hell of a lot better, which is just going to really allow me to continue to push harder. And it just makes it more sustainable. Diet breaks, I think, are certainly warranted in a competition prep. I think we prep. take it in the very literal sense, like yeah. it, diet break. Yeah. We don't say 
super cool metabolism booster <laughs> 3000 like we don't we don't tout those sorts of benefits yeah it's just a break from dieting. check out my leptin bro <laughs> <laughs> no but certainly this week is most certainly warranted and it couldn't have come at a better time this is by far the best week for me to take a diet break so far mm. in the past half a year of dieting yeah mm-hmm. i'm with you on that Yeah, but overall, you know, this past week was tough, but I made it through, really showed me what I'm capable of. But for now, entering into a week-long diet break, and yeah, the show on the weekend, it was really spectacular. It was awesome. You know, I was just really happy that I did get a chance to redeem myself, show up even better, basically just improve upon the previous show. Again, there's no better experience than stage experience. And from my very first show of the season, I was just able to really pick myself apart and critique myself and say, okay, I've got one more shot at this. How can I make it better? Just everything from little things with my posing, things with my hair, things with my makeup, how I wanted to present myself, obviously how I wanted to present my physique, another chance to do a peak week and another chance to actually basically prepare myself on show day itself. All of these little things. So definitely a great experience. And again, didn't walk away with any trophies. That's not what I was expecting at all. If anything, it was actually kind of nice going into this show because I didn't have any pressure on myself whatsoever. Mm. Like I had no expectations to be necessarily in a top call out or certainly not. It's like not... going into an exam knowing you've already passed the course. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. And basically just trying to get the best mark that you could get. Yeah. Yeah, so... I really enjoyed it. And again, just to step on stage again, celebrate my hard work, gonna get some epic pictures from the photographers on stage. I just, I look forward to the professional photos so much. That's why I actually changed my posing routine a little bit in these past two weeks to incorporate more hair flicks so that I can just get some epic pictures of me doing some hair flicks on stage. But pretty much with IFBB man, like I just know where I stand. I know that I am not at that level yet. And I am gonna be the first one to admit that. And I fully accept that because God damn, those girls, they are on another level. Like the muscularity, okay? Just the finesse, the posing, the presentation, just absolutely everything. And I know that I have what it takes to be on that level one day, but it's gonna take some sweet time. So that's why I've, decided that I'm not going to be stepping on an IFBB stage again for another two and a half years. So you and I are for now are planning to compete season B 2023, which of course we'll go into more detail in. Yeah. We got lots of, yeah, lots of time to do way that. later down the track, but essentially giving myself a good two and a half years before I step on that stage again so that I can come back and I can really bring it and I can truly be competitive because I know that with the changes I've made to my physique in this past year alone, which I only had really six months to properly build, if I quadruple that, if I give myself two years to build and two and a half years to practice my posing, I know that I can come back. I know that I can be in that top call out. I know that I can get a top three. I know that I can be freaking competitive. So I'm accepting that. I'm admitting that but I'm also willing to put in the work. So very freaking excited, very Mm. freaking excited. Me too. Yeah, should be epic. But yeah, pretty much moving forward, diet break, and then 
push on for ICN and goddamn, am I just amped up to come in as just a shredded beast. I don't care what it takes. Like, honestly, I am willing to push myself as hard as needs be so that I have striations in every single muscle group on my body <laughs> and like just so many. Not ab- really though. <laughs> okay. Maybe not women's bodybuilding one day. <laughs> this is again. As lean is what you need to get to. As lean is what I need to get to and just really seeing what I'm made of. I just want to make the absolute most of this and I want to be competitive and I want to win. I'm just going to bring it. Mm. I'm going to bring it. Epic. Well, I'll be there along the way. Yeah. Can't wait, man. But I want to hear, how was your past week? Hey guys, just a reminder that we don't just coach physique athletes, but we do coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Therefore, if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com or alternatively, click the link in the show notes below. Yeah, so it went well and it's uh, getting to that stage of prep where a lot of people are asking you like, oh, how are you feeling? Uh, Like, are you looking forward to the show? You must be feeling really tired, really hungry, all that kind of stuff. And I can honestly say that mentally, this is the best I'm feeling so far. Of course, physically, I have my days where low energy, bit of hunger, food focused, all that kind of stuff. But mentally, like I'm feeling really positive. It's not hard for me to conjure up some motivation just by saying five weeks out, four and a half weeks out, three weeks out, and just looking forward to the shows to come. And also the improvements, like the improvements that I'm going to make in the off season also motivates me a lot as well. So that's kind of where I'm at with my headspace. Like I'm, I'm actually feeling really good and sharing everything on the podcast, on YouTube, on Instagram, having such a great support network has helped so much as well. So we appreciate everyone who, who follows us and listens. Yeah, it's incredible. Just that positive reinforcement. And every single time that, you know, you post something on Instagram, someone will respond with something really positive or encouraging. And it does push you to keep yeah, going. It does. Yeah. And so basically what my weight has done since the diet break. So I've had two weeks after the diet break of weight loss. And before the diet break, my weight plateaued on the same macros that I'm on now. So that's, I just wanted to mention that, give you a little bit of stuff to think about in regards to the diet break. Because I have a very adaptive metabolism, potentially I'm a unique person where I get some extra benefits from a diet break because maybe a week is long enough for me to upregulate certain factors in order to make weight loss more favorable afterwards. But we know that's not the case for the vast majority of people. Mm -hmm. So basically in my diet break, I I got up to around 80.4 on average. And and then the the lowest weigh-in I had on my current macros before that was, I believe, well, the average weigh-in was 80.6. So my weight didn't, if anything, it went down slightly in the diet break, which again, isn't too unexpected due to reduction in we don't know 100% reason why, but reduction in water potentially or reduced fatigue because it was a deload as well. So reduced inflammation, less water retention, all that kind of stuff. Basically, I have dropped a very decent amount since the diet break. So I've lost in the first week, got down to 79.58. And then the week after that, down to 79.05 on average. These aren't low weigh-ins. So I've lost... Uh, over a kilo since my diet break on the same macros. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to acknowledge that because it is interesting. And 
that's that's not why I use the diet break. I use the diet break to break up dieting and for the psychological benefits as well. It gives me something to push for at the end of every six week block of training and then I combine it with a deload. So I'm definitely not discrediting any of the, the recent research that has been done. Yeah, again, like we're not necessarily saying that testosterone's gonna be boosted and leptin's gonna go through the roof and your thyroid hormone's gonna just ramp up or anything like that, but you can't deny that having a bit of extra food and being at maintenance calories and no longer dieting and pushing, it makes you feel a hell of a lot better. And mm. having more glucose in your bloodstream, man, and more glycogen in your muscles, again, you feel better, you literally have more energy. And I think a lot of it is attributed to increased levels of meat. Yeah. Yeah, you just want to move more. You're just more inclined to do all of these little things which My really steps were add higher up. higher in that diet break week by a bit. Yeah. And you it's not just how much you move, but how you move as well. How you move. You've got more bounce to your step. Yeah. You might walk a little bit quicker. And again, all these little things that you do during the day add up. Like, yeah, I'll take out the recycling or yeah, these cupboards need to be cleaned. I'll clean those. And just moving more, literally talking mm -hmm. with your hands. I'm doing it right now. Speaking louder with more expression. Guys, calorie, calorie, calorie. <laughs> these little things add up. <laughs> On the topic of hormones and testosterone as well, I've actually just wrapped up editing a video on my most recent blood test results and mm -hmm. they did surprise both Tierra and myself. Yeah. So if you, you might, some of you might be listening to this before the episode is out. If so, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. The, the link is in the show notes uh, or just search the bodybuilding dietitians on YouTube. And yeah, I enjoyed putting that video together. Some interesting stuff, not just testosterone, but also my blood nutrient status, some thyroid hormone stuff as well, which is, very cool. Mm -hmm. And I, I also compared it to when I w was out of prep because I got a blood test just before I started prep. So that was even cooler than, than just seeing the prep results alone. Yeah. So you're going to release that, what, perhaps maybe tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. So within 24 hours of this episode being released. Epic. Yeah. So guys, definitely make sure to ch check that out because, uh, yeah, surprise, surprise, what happened <laughs> to those markers? And yeah, other than that, this week has been... Well, last week, I should say, because it's Monday today. But yeah, it's just been really solid, like pushing through my low days, uh, enjoying the high days. What I will acknowledge, because I like to acknowledge the good and the bad, I'm a realist, is after the diet break, I did get an upsurge in hunger, I think. Mm -hmm. And I especially noticed that on my high days where I was eating more food. And that has actually diminished as the weeks has gone on. So like it's much better now. But the first week back was probably the, the toughest, I would say. I have to ask, like, are you dreaming about food yet? And how food focused are you? I've, the food focus has definitely increased. Like by, by no means have I got to the point where I'm scrolling through Instagram or mm -hmm. anything remotely close to that. But it's just more of like a physical desire for food. Mm -hmm. And we can, you can't really combat that. Like unless you unless you are a very special person you and something is maybe genetically different about you being in an energy low energy ability state is going to happen yeah for sure but i know that i am definitely dreaming about food yeah it's it's just so distracting mm. or even when like you wake up in the middle of the night to go pee and then you, you try to go back to bed but you're <laughs> like oh is it breakfast time yet or you start mm. thinking about oh God, it's very I'm distracting. Not, I'm thinking more, not about my, sure, I'm thinking about my prep meals, but also 
about like the off season and mm-hmm. almost a little bit of I like I'm a very routine based person and I'm more, almost a bit trepidatious about the change in routine with all that extra food and like how I'm going to manage it and not I'm not worried about blowing out whatsoever but I just want to make sure that the reverse goes well because last time I didn't gain enough weight so this time I'm going to need to gain more weight and faster so that's going to be quite an experience which i'll be documenting don't worry man i'll hold you accountable we'll get hot crust buns in the house <laughs> <laughs> but i've definitely noticed it with you because just how it's interesting just observing one another but just how your food focus has increased over the past few weeks like mm. after you eat one meal you're always preparing the next meal or yeah. you know in the morning you're in the kitchen making a cream of wheat which Mm. you're going to eat like hours later or Mm. weighing out your vegetables that you're going to eat at dinner time so you can accurately calculate all your other macros like of course it keeps you on track and i admire that to be to be honest like i would i would 100 percent agree with you if that was due to food focus but Mm -hmm. it's honestly like i get up early i literally plan out the entire day weigh everything out and then it just allows for increased work efficiency yeah. uh, throughout the day. No, I admire it. Again, mm. like it just goes to show what type of athlete you are. And if other people were as committed as you were, they'd probably look like you too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I would say like this past week in particular, notice some huge changes in your physique, which is exciting because again, we're getting toward that tail end of prep. It's mm. like that final fifth of prep before the first show. Yeah. So it's really like, everything's starting to really reveal itself, especially mm. like in you, I've noticed in your skin, especially and in your vasculature. Yeah. Uh, I would say yeah, mainly the upper body, like the legs have been pretty dialed in for a while now. The The glutes just have like a, a few finishing touches in the upper glutes maybe, but yeah, definitely more so my torso. So like chest, abs and lower back have been the, the longest to come in. But yeah, my arms, are def- arms and shoulders are pretty damn grainy right now. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, very, very keen to show it all off. Um, I'm looking, again, like I would, someone told me I need to go to 100 carb a day now, which I would never have to. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) But I would would do that if it meant bringing my top physique. But I'm very grateful that, sure, part of it is the off-season work that I put in with Mm. my food and being consistent. But I'm sure there is a bit, bit of genetic favorability there for like still having three high days at 500 carb. Maybe genetics, but also just work ethic. But I've just really noticed it in your skin. Like even when we were on the couch the other night, just like your leg, you're really starting to look like that papery skin. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. I love to hear that. It's looking really cool, my man. Yeah. So yeah, still about another five-ish weeks to go. Plus the shows after that, maybe about, hmm, uh, yeah, one to 1.5 kilos. I'm not sure. We'll just see. We'll keep a tab on how I'm looking, but yeah, because that's yeah. what matters most. <laughs> exactly. Well, with nutrition, what's going on with nutrition this week for you? So I've decided to, again, I'm very routine based. So I've decided to stagger the next drops because I kind of like to predict when I'm going to plateau. So I'd rather keep ahead of the game. That helps me psychologically because if I was to get a whole week now where I didn't move much in weight and then the following week I'll do a bigger drop and then lose more weight. Technically I'm losing a larger percent of my body weight in that one week when I could spread it out across two weeks. So potentially there's going to be less muscle loss in that one week of dropping like 1% of my body weight at this stage. If I can drop 1% of my body weight across two weeks, that's half a percent per week versus 1% over one week. 
like we know that half a percent over one plus two weeks equals one percent so essentially you're trying to lose the same amount of body fat you're trying to retain more muscle mass yes that i was very long that was a prep brain moment there i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) too many numbers for me i'm sitting across on the mic going huh yeah well basically what i'm saying is that i've got a plan in place to to reach until show one where i'll be conditioned enough and so the macros for this week i've just dropped by 25 carbs so 225 carb 250 protein and 50 fat and i'll be doing that for next week as well if i i mean if i lose very successfully then i won't do another drop but otherwise down to 200 carb and for those last two weeks before peak week and then i'll be doing four of those days each week and three high days at 500 carb 225 protein and 50 fat yeah and for the first day of this macro drop is quite interesting because the tables have turned, right? Mm. Jack's on 225 carb, and now for his post-workout, he's having... I've had to sub out cream <laughs> of wheat, but for something that is, dare I say it, maybe equally as good. So Jack, I, I, I would say that you might have been inspired by the only female in this house. I was the one who did nice cream first. Is that a freaking <laughs> joke? I've been eating ice cream since like 2014, all right? <laughs> no, but I mean, Jack's now having strawberry and ice cream with popcorn post-workout, yeah. and now I'm having the protein cakes. I'm actually mm. eating 100 grams more carbs than you now. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. But On you're having days, you're yeah. having a buttload more protein, so I think, and more fat. So obviously, your calories are still higher. What yeah. was the first thing I said when I was eating? Do what you remember? You said. Oh, no, what no, was I, it? I just remarked on how filling it was. Yeah, well, exactly. That's why I've been having that stuff literally for the past few months. Like, mm. nice cream and air pop popcorn, two top high-volume prep foods yeah. you can really get. And that are good, actually food, not like yeah, diet jelly exactly or jack noodles. Say. It's still food, man. Yeah, that, and that's what I really like because you don't finish it feeling like you've just had to eat like a teaspoon of pure stevia to, to yeah. satiate yourself. Yeah, which, it's not like artificial sweetener and mm. water. Yeah, sure, there's some protein powder in it, but it's just like popcorn, which is a whole grain puree, <laughs> and then the strawberries, some ice, some water, some protein powder. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. So simple, so good, and yeah, so satiating. <laughs> yeah, we need to make a probably a recipe video for the, for mm-hmm. the tubes. Yeah, I bags. I'm definitely doing the ice cream. Well, we'll have to see who gets there first. Okay, I'm, I'm racing. <laughs> I, I've got more glucose in me right now. <laughs> cool, well, that's pretty much it for me. In terms of training, I'm just aiming to maintain now. Like, honestly, if I get exactly the same numbers between now and the end of prep, I'm, I'm a happy man. And that has taken some of the, the negative stress away from training as well. And yeah, like I'm just... Haven't changed any movements these past two weeks. I'm just uh, going, doing what needs to be done. And honestly, if I put it like that in my head, I can say, okay, this is like two, two and a half hours out of your day. You're just going to get in there and smash it and do your best to maintain it no matter what. And often I'm only doing two sets, especially on leg day. So it's uh, especially for RDLs, just get in there, two sets of RDLs. Like by the time I've done one set, I'm like, I literally only have one set of audios left. Yeah, there's no excuse. Mm. To, yeah, Wow, that's a bit of pressure now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, training's been going well, and I've really been enjoying training at Well Gym Brisbane, even wearing a jumper occasionally in the, in the heat, which 
somehow makes me a bit fo- bit more focused. That was hilarious because on Friday, uh, it was quite cold that morning. You walked yeah. to the gym in a sweater and yeah, you were wearing it during your workout. And then I went to get my second coat of tan. And obviously, because it was nationals, there's people flying in from all over Australia. These people who were waiting to get their tan were complaining about how oh man brisbane's so humid and like it was a chilly day day. in like a month yeah exactly and i came home and told jack i was like man these people from melbourne and perth are just like complaining about how humid brisbane is and Mm. like again it was a cloudy chilly day yeah well i feel like on my like i could tell i was hot but it was almost like i was so low energy that my my body couldn't be bothered telling me to take the jumper mm-hmm. off like i was perfectly happy sweating a buttload and keeping the jumper on that's something else i was thinking of okay again i still need to find out a perfect way to peak myself because i still i definitely looked better on saturday compared to the two weeks prior but i still need to figure out a really good way to truly bring my absolute best physique on show day i think a huge thing for me is heat because I do get cold very easily. And again, when but when I'm warm, I'm so much more vascular and I can get such a better pump. When I'm cold backstage, I'm always peeing when you're in the air conditioning and I just flatten out really quick. What I was thinking, Jack, is that when I'm hydrating on show day, I should drink rather than just normal water. I should actually drink like some hot tea. Mm, like, that's a great idea. I, yeah, I should bring some hot water in a thermos or hell, I'll bring a kettle to the show. <laughs> I don't give two flips. But when I drink a hot tea, I just, obviously I get very hot, but I can immediately see the veins like coming mm. out in my hands, in I my arms. I think even something like a space blanket for you would be really useful. <laughs> oh man, I can be just like uh, Chuck from Better Call Saul. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be me backstage. <laughs> space blanket and all, plus the tea. But I think that's a good idea for any competitors backstage who I, who get cold. Have you ever tried drinking a hot drink to actually mm. bring out the vascularity? Well, unfortunately, many competitors might be scared of water. Oh yeah, that's true. But again, I think everyone's probably made that mistake to some degree and you look like shite when you don't drink enough water. Yeah. Yeah. So let's wrap this up. Okay. Well, Jack, what do you want to improve this week? So I want to perfect my ice cream recipe. Mm. So it's uh, literally been probably about two years, no, three years now since I had it last on, on the reg. So yeah, basically uh, the amount of fruit versus water versus ice versus protein ratio I need to get that down pat and i'm pretty much there I yeah i could if you'll listen i could tell you the perfect <laughs> ratio but depends mm. yeah i might seek your advice potentially okay well it does involve casein protein powder and it does involve pineapple those two mixed with 400 grams of ice 200 mils of water you have got yourself amazing ice cream. Pineapple with casein. Oh my God, the texture. Mm. But there's extra carbs in the pineapple. Oh, a few extra carbs, but hell, have it on a high day. Mm. Or strawberries, pineapple and strawberry, top two for ice cream. Bananas like near the bottom of the list, yeah, man. Yeah, it's interesting how we started with banana, but... Yeah, no, it's not nearly as good. Mm. It doesn't air up as much. Anyway, what do you want to improve upon? Oh boy, this week, this diet break week, I just want to improve my energy levels and I want to get a good night's sleep every single night. Again, last week, sleep was just atrocious. Sleep was so bad, especially the night after the show. 
the night after a show already you're amped up you've got adrenaline flowing through you like you've had a massive day and like you've got a bunch of caffeine in you it's hard enough to sleep already but even yesterday I still woke up at 3 a.m and like yesterday was a really tough day Mm. like I just felt like a zombie all day that's why we didn't podcast because I'm like my head's not even in it even though I was having a high carb day and I even went to the ICN posing workshop yesterday and I'm so sorry to anyone that I spoke to if I just like wasn't fully there. Like I look back and I'm like, I feel kind of like as if I was just fuzzy. It's weird. You know, like that feeling like when you have a hangover, you like feel mm. fuzzy. Haven't had a hangover literally in years, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Anyway, I can count that on one hand. That's for sure. Oh, and I promised myself, I was like, you're not going to cave in. You're not going to have a coffee. I didn't even have any teas yesterday because I'm like, I'm just going to get a really good night's sleep. But ironically in the afternoon, it was like 2 PM and I was reading on my Kindle. I'm reading this book right now called why we sleep written by Matthew Walker. And during the book, he actually talks about how any other author would take offense to if you fell asleep reading their book. But I was literally reading this page where he was talking about how sleep is so important that he would actually encourage people to take naps during the book. Uh, Like having that permission, I was like, okay, I'm going to fall asleep. And you were even next to me and you're like, Tiara? (laughs) I was like, yeah, just let me be. So I took a 45 minute nap, but still slept through all last night, but no more naps. I'm sleeping every night this I've next never, week. I've never, never had a successful nap ever. Oh, I needed it, man. And again, Matthew Walker, he gave me permission. The number one sleep scientist like on the planet. So anyway, this next week should be good guys. Just feel more like myself and then bring it home. Knuckle down, get freaking shredded, bruh. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to repost it onto your social media. Tag myself, tag TBD, and tag Tierra, last of all. And we'll catch you guys next week. Make sure to put me down the bottom. (laughs) All right. See you guys.